The Book of Esther, Chapters 3 through 5. After these things, King Aswerus advanced Ammon, the son of Amadathi, who was of the race of Agag, and he sent, set his throne above all the princes that were with him. And all the king's servants that, that were at the doors of the palace bent their knees and worshipped Ammon, for so the emperor had commanded them. Only Mordecai did not bend his knee, nor worship him. And the king's servants that were chief at the doors of the palace said to him, Why dost thou alone not observe the king's commandment? And when they were saying this often, and he would not hearken to them, they told Ammon, desirous to know whether he would continue in his resolution, for he had told them that he was a Jew. Now when Ammon had heard this, and had proved by experience that Mordecai did not bend his knee to him, nor worship him, he was exceeding angry. And he counted it nothing to lay his hands upon Mordecai alone, for he had heard that he was of the nation of the Jews, and he chose rather to destroy all the nation of the Jews that were in the kingdom of Aswerus. In the first month, which is called Nisan, in the twelfth year of the reign of Aswerus, the lot was cast into an urn, which in Hebrew is called Phor. Before Ammon, on what day and what month the nation of the Jews should be destroyed, and there came out the twelfth month, which is called Adar. And Ammon said to king Aswerus, there is a people scattered through all the provinces of thy kingdom, and separated one from another, that use new laws and ceremonies, and moreover despise the king's ordinances. And thou knowest very well that it is not expedient for thy kingdom that they should grow insolent by impunity. If it please thee, decree that they may be destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents to thy treasurers. And the king took the ring that he used from his own hand and gave it to Ammon, the son of Amadathi, of the race of Agag, the enemy of the Jews. And he said to him, As to the money which thou promisest, keep it for thyself, and as to the people, do with them as seemeth good to thee. And the king's scribes were called in the first month Nisan on the thirteenth day of the same month, and they wrote, as Ammon had commanded, to all the king's lieutenants and to the judges of the provinces and of diverse nations, as every nation could read and hear according to their different languages, in the name of King Aswerus, and the letters sealed with his ring were sent by the king's messengers to all provinces to kill and destroy all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, that is, on the thirteenth of the twelfth month, which is called Adar, and to make a spoil of their goods. And the contents of the letters were to this effect, that all provinces might know and be ready against that day. The couriers that were sent made haste to fulfill the king's commandment, and immediately the edict was hung up in Susan, the king and Ammon feasting together, and all the Jews that were in the city weeping.
Now when Mordecai had heard these things, he rent his garments and put on sackcloth, strewing ashes on his head, and he cried with a loud voice in the street in the midst of the city, showing the anguish of his mind. And he came lamenting in this manner even to the gate of the palace, for no one clothed with sackcloth might enter the king's court. And in all the provinces, towns, and places to which the king's cruel edict was come, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, wailing, and weeping, many using sackcloth and ashes for their bed. Then Esther's maids and her eunuchs went in and told her. And when she heard it, she was in a consternation, and she sent a garment to clothe him and to take away the sackcloth, but he would not receive it. And she called for Athak, the eunuch, whom the king had appointed to attend upon her, and she commanded him to go to Mordecai and learn of him why he did this. And Athak, going out, went to Mordecai, who was standing in the street of the city before the palace gate. And Mordecai told him all that had happened, how Ammon had promised to pay money into the king's treasures to have the Jews destroyed. He gave him also a copy of the edict, which was hanging up in Susan, that he should show it to the queen and admonish her to go in to the king and to entreat him for her people. And Athak went back and told Esther all that Mordecai had said. She answered him and bade him say to Mordecai, all the king's servants and all the provinces that are under his dominion know that whosoever, whether man or woman, cometh into the king's inner court, who is not called for, is immediately to be put to death without any delay, except the king shall hold out the golden scepter to him, in token of clemency, that so he may live. How then can I go into the king, who who for these thirty days now have not been called to him. And when Mordecai had heard this, he sent word to Esther again, saying, Think not that thou mayest save thy life only, because thou art in the king's house, more than all the Jews. For if thou wilt now hold thy peace, the Jews shall be delivered by some other occasion, and thou and thy father's house shall perish. And who knoweth whether thou art not therefore come to the kingdom, that thou mightest be ready in such a time as this? And again Esther sent to Mordecai in these words, Go and gather together all the Jews whom thou shalt find in Susan, and pray ye for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days and three nights, and I with my handmaids will fast in like manner. And then I will go in to the king again against the law, not being called, and expose myself to death and to danger. So Mordecai went and did all that Esther had commanded him. And on the third day, Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's hall. Now he sat upon his throne in the hall of the palace over against the door of the house. And when he saw Esther the queen standing, she pleased his eyes, and he held out toward her the golden scepter, 
which he held in his hand, and she drew near and kissed the top of his scepter. And the king said to her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? What is thy request? If thou shouldst even ask one half of the kingdom, it shall be given to thee. But she answered, If it please the king, I beseech thee to come to me this day, and Ammon with thee to the banquet which I have prepared. And the king said forthwith, Call ye Ammon quickly, that he may obey Esther's will. So the king and Ammon came to the banquet which the queen had prepared for them. And the king said to her, after he had drunk wine plentifully, What dost thou desire should be given thee, and for what thing askest thou? Although thou shouldst ask the half of my kingdom, thou shalt have it. And Esther answered, My petition and request is this. If I have found favor in the king's sight, and if it please the king to give me what I ask, and to fulfill my petition, let the king and Ammon come to the banquet which I have prepared them, and tomorrow I will open my mind to the king. So Ammon went out that day joyful and merry, and when he saw Mordecai sitting before the gate of the palace, and that he not only did not rise up to honor him, but did not so much as move from the place where he sat, he was exceeding angry. But dissembling his anger and returning into his house, he called together to him his friends and Zares his wife, and he declared to them the greatness of his riches and the multitude of his children, and with how great glory the king had advanced him above all princes and servants. And after this he said, Queen Esther also hath invited no other to the banquet with the king but me, and with her I am also to dine to-morrow with the king. And whereas, whereas I have all these things, I think I have nothing, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting before the king's gate. Then Zares, his wife, and the rest of his friends answered him, Order a great beam to be prepared, fifty cubits high, and in the morning speak to the king, that Mordecai may be hanged upon it. And so thou shalt go full of joy with the king to the banquet. The council pleased him, and he commanded a high gibbet to be prepared. The Book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verses 14 to 16. Blessed is the man that is always fearful, but he that is hardened in the mind shall fall into evil. As a roaring lion and a hungry bear, so is a wicked prince over the poor people. A prince void of prudence shall oppress many by calumny, but he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. The Gospel of John, chapter 9, verses 1 to 41. And Jesus passing by saw a man who was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who hath sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me whilst it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and spread the clay upon his eyes and said to him, 
Go wash in the pool of Silo, which is interpreted sent. And he, he went therefore and washed, and he came seeing. The neighbors therefore, and they who had seen him before, that he was a beggar, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. But others said, No, but he is like him. But he said, I am he. They said therefore to him, How were thy eyes opened? He answered, That man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Silo and wash. And I went, I washed, and I see. And they said to him, Where is he? He saith, I know not. They bring him that had been blind to the Pharisees. Now it was the Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Again, therefore, the Pharisees asked him how he had received his sight. But he said to them, He put clay upon my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some, therefore, of the Pharisees said, This man is not of God, who keepeth not the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say, therefore, to the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that hath opened thy eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. The Jews then did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight, and asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then doth now he see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now seeth, we know not, or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. Ask himself, he is of age, let him speak for himself. These things his parents said, because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed among themselves, that if any man should confess him to be Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore did his parents say, He is of age, ask himself. They therefore called the man again that had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He said therefore to him, If he be a sinner, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. They said then to him, What did he to thee? How did he open thy eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you have heard. Why would you hear it again? Will you also become his disciples? They reviled him therefore and said, Be thou his disciple, but we are the disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as to this man we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said to them, Why herein is a wonderful thing, that you know not from whence he is, and he hath opened my eyes. Now we know that God doth not hear sinners, but if a man be a server of God, and do his will, him he heareth. From the beginning of the world it hath not been heard that any man hath opened the eyes of one born blind. Unless this man were of God, he could not do anything. They answered and said to him, Thou wast wholly born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Dost thou believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, Thou hast both seen him, 
and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, I believe, Lord, and falling down, he adored him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they who see not may see, and that they who see may become blind. And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard, and they said unto him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you should not have sinned. But now you say, We see, your sin remaineth.